Hi, I'm Kenzie Fell. I am the producer of McGowan Braybender's podcast channel, Side Effects. And today we have a really exciting guest. She is from Canada. Her name is Susan Goble, and she is known internationally as a high-ticket closer and a bioscience coach. Um, she has presented with incredible in inventions and ideas from vets, doctors, scientists, and she helps bring these products to market. And we are so excited to have her here today. She is going to tell us how important you know market research is, and she's also launching a really exciting new digital product that we can talk a little bit more about with her today. Um, so without further ado, we are so lucky to have her here. Let's welcome Susan to the show. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne-Marie Singleton. Now, I think even for our listeners, too, I think what's important is um, we might be right, we might be wrong, but one thing is we're not afraid. Right. And we have a point of view, and I think that people should hear it. And we're unscripted. We just have free reign for 20 minutes. Welcome to Side Effects with an A. Welcome to Side Effects. I'm Scott McGowan. I'm Kenzie Fell. How are you guys? How are you today? I'm very good. Fantastic. We were just talking about all your traveling. Yes. So you just got back from Phoenix. Yes, I did. It was nice and warm and sunny. Yeah. And I know the north is a little chillier. So. We just got uh, about eight, 80 inches of uh, snow. Yeah. And we're going to get more this weekend. <laughs> so where are you going to go this weekend where it's warm? I'm going to stay home in Dayton. And uh, gotcha. Put the fireplace on and... Hang out with your, uh, your, uh, your dog? Yes, Maple is a big fan of the snow. Yeah, so. big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see your pictures on Instagram all the time. She's yeah. famous. She's <laughs> yeah, very famous. she's very famous. Yes. <laughs> so we have a wonderful guest with us today. Susan, thank you for joining us all the way from Canada. I'm super grateful that you've uh, decided to spend some time with us. Kenny kind of, um, Kenzie kind of unpacked your bio a little bit. And, and uh, the one thing we were really curious about was uh, all of the, uh, maybe the sectors of innovation in regards to healthcare. Uh, and, and I'm sure you're just um, really aware in regards to what's happening in this space, but give the audience a little bit of background about who you are and, and, uh, and what you do. Well, absolutely. And thank you so much for, for this opportunity. I mean, Scott, Kenzie, it's a pleasure to be here and speak with both of you and your audience today. So I've got 20 years of industry background and, and mine is a little bit unique. So I'm not a subject matter expert in just regulatory or just manufacturing. I have had the pleasure and the privilege of actually jumping fields and taking products from concept, from the research lab, all the way through to full commercialization. And I've also crossed, I've been very lucky to do this, the animal health side of things as well as the human health side of things. There's a lot of synergies, of course, between both. You've still got regulators, you've still got manufacturing, all those things that you need to do, and marketing, which is very important in order to get the sales to continue to improve health and quality of life. So when you think about, um, you know, bioscience, and because I listened to your podcast about, um, I, I think it was the episode in regards to um, uh, the epidemic with, with even cows and research. Um, so when you think about the products and you, you understand the difference between bioscience on the um, animal sector and the human sector, which which one's faster? Oh, by, by far, the animal side of things is faster. You know, you, you bring a product to market, the recruitment for human health drugs and biologics, it takes a long time, a lot more permissions. Whereas if you want to go and you want to test something for the health of Horses, you can find a group of horses, you know, at two or three different stables, and they have large volumes of horses compared to one family may have one person with, for instance, cancer if you're trying to treat that. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I think one of the things too, so, you know, we, uh, I love innovation. Uh, if anything, I might be a little manic around uh, ideas and creation. And, and one of the things I think that you bring to the table, at least with people with ideas, is, uh, is a lot of truth. Uh, and one of the things that you talk a lot about is the fact that um, I think you said only 10% only of the ideas actually make it to paper. Yeah, you know, we have so many great people out there that have wonderful thoughts about how to help other people or animals, but because it costs a lot of money and it takes a lot of time, hey, I always have a lot of fun when I watch the news and they talk about this great innovation. This, they put the picture up of the professor and the academic and they say, look at what he's done and it's basic research and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's about a billion dollars and at least 10 years down the road and only two or three of those in the first hundred will actually make it. Yeah, so in this country uh, and obviously across the globe, we complain a lot about the cost of prescription drugs. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty emphatic around the cost, mm -hmm. uh, at, at least what we charge consumers and the dysfunction in America today in, in regards to commercial versus Medicaid versus Medicare. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But I think um, what, what you bring to the table is potentially a, maybe a little bit of color around that in regards to what, what, what's the average investment cost from an idea to execution in pharmaceuticals? Ooh, it's got to be for billions, and that's a lot. And a lot of people don't even understand that the very basic piece, that first step and hurdle is six figures if you want to protect your IP and your patent. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So, Susan, I talked to you last week a little bit, um, and we were talking about how you get these things to market. So you and I spoke how you get all of your references and referrals. So tell us a little bit about how you do um, find these people with these great ideas. Oh my goodness, they are really fascinating individuals. I actually make it a very big point in my, in my connections, in my networking, to try and take those online relationships and bring them offline. So I try to talk to at least three inventors a day. And they always have their friends who've done some of their work, right? The, the, the academic who knows that the professor down the hall has also created something. And so being able to, though, have the concept of I got this idea and being able to make it a success is something that's very different. And a lot of people don't understand that. So I've been speaking to business development folks in pharma, and I've been speaking to venture capitalist firms and asking them what their biggest challenge is, because these guys are the ones who get pitched all the time for licensing deals, uh, please fund my product and my invention and my thought. And they're like, oh my gosh, you guys don't understand what it takes. When you come and you pitch it to me, you're not ready for me because you haven't put the thought into it. And that's one of the really big hurdles that I've been finding over the last year in particular is that people need a greater amount of clarity on what they need to think about to bring that product to market to make it a commercial success. Yeah, I think for at least for a lot of innovators, um, in me particular, I get drunk on the idea so fast that and so so excited and so enamored with it. So I'm just I'm super curious. So so you meet a lot of people. They've got great ideas. Their energy is probably through the rough. 
Um, so w when you think of these people that you meet, uh, I'm going to ask you maybe two questions. One is, in your opinion, what are the what are the best traits of those people? And then I'll, then I'll kind of end it with like what like what are the worst traits of those people? As you think from the start to the finish of an of an idea, does that does that make sense? It does, and you know what, Scott? It's the same thing. <laughs> it's their passion, because their passion is what drives them. When they hit the road and they're all excited and enthused, that's what's going to get them through the rough times, is their passion, their commitment to the fact that they believe they have the next big thing that will really work to help whatever they've seen in their clinic to solve that problem. The problem is that when they get down the road and they've done the market research, assuming they've done the market research, that that passion can blind them to the answer if the answer is what they don't want to hear. And the answer might be, I know you thought this was great, but this is not what the market actually wants and is willing to pay for. So the one cool story you and I talked about, we were like, what's the coolest thing you've been able to work on? And I said that was successful, but your story was actually better. It wasn't a success, but do you mind mentioning the E. coli story about the cows? Absolutely. So E. coli 0157 is a pretty nasty bacteria. And here in Canada, we had one of the uh, most tragic outbreaks back in 2000. And so a whole town got sick. Uh, 2,000 people, seven of them died, lots of long-term ramifications. But right around that time frame, there was a really cool invention coming out of the University of British Columbia. The, the guy was just brilliant. It was him as a doctor and academic, his wife's a pediatrician. It's like, oh my gosh, these kids, they come in, they're, they're in kidney failure, they're so sick, and I, you know, how do I help them? Well, it turns out that the, the bacteria lives in the cows. And so this is the one health area where you have illnesses that come from animals but don't affect the animals. The animals don't get sick, but the people get sick, very sick. And so they came together, they brought in government for funding, they brought in academics, there were advocate groups. Because of course, when you talk to the parents, I had a conversation with a lovely mother who had taken her son to the pumpkin patch, which was nearby to a petting zoo. Unfortunately, it only takes eight little bacteria to get in your system and make you sick. You know, 10 days later, they're in the hospital and the kid is, is you're not going to make it is what the doctors have said you know call grandma and grandpa on the cruise ship over in europe and get them to read him his favorite story and say goodbye mm. so it's pretty nasty unfortunately and as you feel that and you have that passion you go out and you bring all these stakeholders the regulators and the manufacturers to market and in the course of it getting licensed the market shifts and changes and it was actually a failure so it was a great success, a wonderful concept, a great innovation, tons of passion. Oh my gosh, tons of money and man hours going into this around the world, whether it be UK, uh, various places in Europe, uh, Sweden, US, Canada, Australia. There's all sorts of different people that have come together to make this happen. And at the end of the day, it was not a commercial success. Hmm. What do you think innovation, just your opinion, would be slower execution, approval, from an idea to completion? What, what do you, or what one is, um, in your opinion, is it much slower in healthcare than other industries that you've seen? I do. 
I do. I believe it is much slower in healthcare. You know, you are testing things. As much as you try to do all the testing in the lab, you eventually have to go in people or animals. And that has very severe implications to it. So regulators and government bodies and industry and business, they want to be very cautious, dot their I's, cross their T's. But that does mean that it takes time in order to make it happen. And it tends to also increase the cost and the oversight. Yeah, so when you think about healthcare today, um, maybe, I'm not sure if you can share this or not, but um, when you talk about innovation that you're seeing today, are, are, are there any like really crazy ideas that, that, that Susan's seeing that you're really excited about? Well, you're right. I have some NDAs that I can't talk about some of the coolest things. But you know, even the big data and the AI that's in there, Oh my gosh, I was talking to somebody the other day and they are working across Canada. Um, e electronic health records is a problem. So somebody moves from, for us it's provinces, to the U.S. it's states. So somebody moves from one province to another, but now their health, their health data doesn't move with them. And, and here in Canada, it's very fractured. So it's provincially driven, not federally driven, which means you've got to have a whole bunch of people at the table, but there's some really cool innovations that are being brought from people in Atlantic Canada to help make that happen and work with the data and the, and the AI. There's some really cool wearable technology out there that I've just loved. I was talking to a friend of mine two days ago, and she was telling me about some pretty neat innovations with Apple Watches and other tech that go directly to doctor's offices that can alert them as preventative measures to make sure that, you know, it always takes more money for the acute side, but if you can prevent something, that's even better. So if we can start to do more in that, then you're saving that healthcare dollar, are you not? Mm -hmm. What's your opinion on uh, like bioscience and um, genetic testing? Genetic testing in what way? <laughs> Well, in regards, there's a lot of concepts out, out there in regards to, you know, you can you, you could test my, my DNA to be predisposed for cancer or other, uh, other and, and if you don't have any expertise or any color into that, you can say, hey, Scott, no, I don't. I don't want to talk about that, which is completely okay. But uh, it, it is slightly, uh, it, it's controversial today. Oh, yeah. And thinking about that. One is, do I even want to know? Mm -hmm. Secondly, if I want to know, do I want anybody else to know? I know, I know, and I was watching a TV show. I don't do a lot of TV watching, but they were doing just this concept of somebody had done a DNA test and then the insurance company got a hold of it. That caused some problems. Uh, then it was in a database and they were, uh, crime fighters were of course looking for DNA matches. So it brings up a whole realm of privacy issues and concerns. From the perspective of, of me as an individual, I would love to know from genetic testing if there's something I'm predisposed to that I can prevent, that'd be great. Do I want that data on file with somebody else? I'm not sure. Yeah. What do you think's next for healthcare? Well, the speed of change today is so vast and so fast. What I do know is that we need to be bold, and the ideas are going to come from anywhere that will change and innovate the system. The integration that we are starting to see based on all the technology and data we can have collected, 
I think it's going to bring some really cool stuff. Do I know what that's going to look like? Unfortunately, Scott, I don't have yeah. a clue what the next big thing is going to be. Well, Kenzie, you're a lot younger than I am, so <laughs> you're going to be solely responsible for the innovation that comes inside of healthcare. Yes. Well, one exciting thing is obviously dig everything's digital. Everything's online. And I know she's actually um, launching a new digital product, which I was very excited about because if you have an app for everything now, it makes life a lot easier. So, um, Susan, if you want to talk about that bioscience boardroom, which I think is an amazing idea, especially for your clients and the people you're working with every day. Well, thank you very much for that, Kenzie. I know we talked very briefly last week. The, the one thing that I was finding was that there really wasn't a single place for these inventors to go and locate all the information they needed to gain the clarity to at least build that foundational base for, okay, so I need to talk to an IP lawyer or somebody who's a specialist in regulatory, but they're going to ask me a bunch of questions, and it's a lot of money to go in and talk to them per hour, anywhere from whatever, you know, $200, $400, $1,000 an hour, depending on your expertise. And I don't want to be wasting that time. I don't want to be wasting that money. So I need to be prepped and ready to go into that. And there really isn't a single area that I've found that has been able to gather that information. So yes, I am launching something called the Bioscience Boardroom to address that need and to help with the business development folks who go, gosh, these guys have no idea even how to do the basic market research. They don't know what questions to ask or what data to make sure we have so that we are interested in their product and their innovation. So yes, the bioscience boardroom should be coming out. It's expected to be launched this week. You know, technology and sometimes being what it is, it might be a little bit delayed beyond that, but I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Well, good for you. That thrills me. I Anything on online that I can access is exciting. I don't have any inventions or ideas right now, but if I did, I feel yeah. like I would use that. I have, a, I have a patent. Oh. So I had this great idea when I was younger, <laughs> and then I got kind of uh, wrapped up with, uh, and he was a great patent attorney. Um, so I spent a lot of money on the patent, mm -hmm. and by the time that was all wrapped up and ready to go, the idea was already out. Mm -hmm. And so I have a big stack of paper <laughs> with my name on it, signed, that's, that cost me a lot, that's mm -hmm. worth nothing um, mm -hmm. today. So Man. your example of the boardroom, I've got an idea. Mm -hmm. In other words, how do I take that idea and lift it? And, and I think what you're, what you're saying, which I love and adore, is let us help you kind of unpack the process for moving this. So the data research, yeah. all the mechanics, um, the stewardship, the expertise that you need to bring to the table to understand how to take an idea to execution. Because I believe in this world, there's two types of people. There's visionaries, which are really important, and then there's engineers. Um, and I've never met a visionary, so <laughs> someone that can do both really well. We need the respect of visionaries and engineers through process to work together. Uh, and left to my own advices, I'm just full of ideas uh, and oxygen. Um, but without the help of really good engineers, mm -hmm. we just we kind of lack execution mm -hmm. and ideas. You need both of them mm -hmm. to survive. You can be. You're exactly right. You, you need both. And and Scott, oh my gosh, yes, we need those innovators. We need those thinkers. Those people who go. Oh, greatest idea ever. And then we need the people to be able to execute on that idea. And so let's bring them together. Let's find a place to bring those people together. Well, you're almost like an idea Sherpa. Sherpa. Does that make sense? <laughs> you help them. There you go. There That's you my go. job. I, and I love that. My goal, and, and I know this is a bit of an audacious goal, 
would be to help 10,000 inventors this year to understand and gain the clarity for what they need to do. I'd even love it if I could get a thousand of them some money or licensing deals. Yeah. Well, I think our society and our industry, which is old and clunky and archaic, um, healthcare in general, uh, is um, going to be transformed by people out of category. So people out of the healthcare space that have an idea inside of the space. Uh, and then also looking at people like Kinsey. The millennials. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your generation <laughs> hopefully can Yahtzee and turn this up, uh, upside down and allow us to think differently. That's our plan. Well, that's, that's brilliant because I was reading a book last year called Bold. And one of the stories within this book was about how uh, they were trying to deal with new inventions and innovations in the field of cleaning up oil spills. And there was a competition that was made. Most people in the competition came from the industry, but one of the top five, not even related, not even close. But they had a really cool sideways approach that got them almost to being number one. Wow. So we're right at the 20 minute mark. And then what I want to do is maybe if you could tell uh, our audience, hey, if I want more information about Susan, I, we're going to put some stuff um, um, on our website. Yep, and social media. We'll send mm -hmm. some stuff out. But yep. um, anything else you want to add before, uh, before we part? Well, I want to say a big thank you again, because this has been a lot of fun. It's one of my areas of passion. I love to talk to people about this and bring their ideas to market. And so if people want to reach out to me, I know we'll have my, my link in the show notes, uh, susangobel.ca slash side effects. Well, thanks for being here today. Mm -hmm. um, thanks for everything that you do. Kenzie, thanks for being here. Yep. Thank you, Susan. It was so great talking to you. You're one of the most interesting people I feel like we've had on the show. So I appreciate all of your insight and I'm excited, I'm excited for your boardroom to come out. So hopefully it's successful. And uh, check Susan out. She's written a couple of books. So um, look her up. And thanks for being here. If you have any questions, you can email me at scott at healthierbirthdays.com or Kenzie at healthierbirthdays.com yep. or uh, Anne Marie at healthierbirthdays.com. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening and opening your mind. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach us at scott at healthierbirthdays.com. Or Anne at healthierbirthdays.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Side, Side Effects. Effects.